Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, who was just railroaded by Randy Trumbacki before the podcast, saying adults shouldn't be blonde. It is blonde, uh, blonde myself, Brett Merriman, in the chair next to me, sitting at 5'7", 102 pounds. Sally DeFreeze. Sally, what is going on? Those measurements are way off. What are you, what are your, what's your height? 5'4". Are you? Are, do you consider yourself a blonde? Strawberry. Yeah. Strawberry blonde. I don't think that's blonde, Randy. I would what, almost, Randy? I don't know what Randy's upset about either. They're talking, going on about, like, I would almost consider Randy a little bit of a blonde. He's what? Blonde. I don't have that take. People on the internet do. And Brett is as blonde as they come. No, he's strawberry. Strawberry blonde. This, this podcast is hosted by two redheads. In the summer, it does get super light, though. And now it's fading, and I'm sad about it. Sally, how are you? How was Italy? Uh, I'm very jet lagged. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think that was going to be a problem for me, mm-hmm. and I was incorrect. I like I was like, oh, I wake up early. Who cares? I have to wake up early for work. But instead, I've been waking up at like 3 a.m. instead of oh, like 6 a.m., and I just sit there, and I'm like, mm-hmm. fucking tired. So, um, yeah, I'm exhausted. But otherwise, great. Italy was great. Good. Can, uh, we, can we hear the story about you uh, perhaps losing your phone in the ocean? Yeah. Okay, the thing is that those the people who knew me in college mm-hmm. and post college, but mostly in college, know that I I can lose a phone or like the best of them. seven. Uh, and so we in college, my friends very very lovingly called me Trainwreck Sally because like I would lose shit or break stuff or mm-hmm. like one time I left my laptop in an overhead bin on a oh flight. Yeah. But like always kind of found a way to get out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just you're you're uh you're street smart too. Yeah. Um so have lost a phone a few times. This one um was actually weirdly not that devastating. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe because I've grown up and now can make my own money so it's like okay that sucked and that's gonna cost money but it's it's like less scary than having to break it to your parents that you like lost a third iphone very true and it's also with icloud these days you can kind of swap these things in right. and out you didn't lose years so, of photos you didn't lose i had like, a couple contacts. things working in my favor sure uh first of all before we left for italy i ordered the iphone 14 Ah, uh, okay so when i got home i lost it on the boat on a thursday mm-hmm. we got home on monday and i the phone was already waiting for me Ooh, so you very little overlap time the only thing that was annoying was like not having my email and stuff and then having mm-hmm. to use Will's phone and not remembering my passwords or getting like two-factor authentication and oh, trying to text yeah. my phone. So stuff like that was kind of annoying, but it wasn't anything that was awful. And Will is probably correct in saying that it was better for me to lose it there so I could like enjoy what I was doing instead <laughs> of like be on Instagram. A little blessing in disguise. Uh, yeah, but basically what happened was we were on the boat Multiple times during the day, I was taking photos with my hand like hanging off the boat. Oh, and you were so like, you were tempting. You're fate from you're gonna the drop start. it. You're gonna drop it. And I was like, no, I'm not. So then yeah. we were parked in this little like cove swimming, mm-hmm. and Will was. I had just gotten out, and Will was swimming, and he was like, "Take a photo of me." Okay. And so I got my phone and went up to take a picture of him, and literally just slipped out of my just hand. slide right. I through. wasn't even like intoxicated or anything. <laughs> 
yet. Yeah. I did get drunk afterwards. Sure. And it like fell and Will was in the water. It fell probably a foot away from Will. Oh. And I was like, get it. And he literally looked at me like, are you kidding me? And it just sank so fast. Oh, yeah. I personally feel like Will could have at least tried to dive down. Okay. Okay. I will have to consult with Will after this. Otherwise, I think he feels like it sank too fast, mm-hmm. uh, but it like happened so quick that it was like, okay, that's gone. It, mm-hmm. Like you can't dive to the bottom of the Mediterranean. No, like we uh, weren't in a shallow incredibly area, incredibly deep. Yeah, body of water. Yes. Uh, it, it it sank quickly, and our mm-hmm. our boat driver Luca was like, yeah, mm, no, nothing it's you not can do happening. there. Yeah, cool, cool. Like flip side, you were the last person to touch that piece of technology ever. Nobody's gonna go down there and find it. Will was making a joke that, like, you know, in two millennial from now, they're gonna like find it. Mm, yeah. Like figure out a way to unlock the the phone that's been at the bottom of the ocean and like it'll be like a modern day Titanic situation. Sure, it could where be. Where they like find all the photos <laughs> that Just I took on this trip. Millennia, thousands upon thousands of years later. Yeah. The other good thing is it was insured. Yeah, um, and like with theft and loss and so here is the sign you need if you have an app if you have an iphone insure it via your carrier or apple with theft and loss it's like two dollars and fifty cents a month and i even when i signed up for it i was like i haven't lost a phone in so long it's like kind of stupid but it's literally like less than thirty dollars a year mm-hmm. it and makes a ton of sense yeah so the issue was with my new phone I'm part of the Apple like trade-in thing. Okay. So I have to send a phone back to Apple or I have to pay for it. Oh, so yeah. I have to, I had to claim it with insurance. They're going to send me an, a new old phone that you and are then, then I have to send in. back to Apple. Look at you playing the system. That's well done. Respect, so all in respect. all about $150 mistake because that okay. was the deductible on the phone. Could have been worse. Could have been way worse. Could I would have, have owed worse. a lot more money than that. I I have to do I have to replace my back screen, which I'm not like in a huge rush, and I don't I don't think I have the the right care protection on it. So that's just going to be like a two hundred dollar back screen for something I'm just going to cover up with a case. If you finance your phone through Apple, you should always get Apple Care mm-hmm. any product. I, like that has saved me so much money. Uh, spilt a whole bottle of water on my computer once. Sure. Yep. Screens. Like it's keys. People. Yeah. Do it. Anyway, that's the story of the phone. I have I have a working phone currently. Uh, who knows what I'll, I think there's like a whole hoopla once I get the new old phone where I have to turn that on. Oh, yeah. Do the whole do something. And within, flip yeah. the service to that for like two minutes and then flip it back to my phone. Gotcha. Yeah. So that'll be annoying. But could have been worse. Could have been worse. Only lost like 10 pictures. Not bad. Uh, the meals you had over there. Mm-hmm. Most memorable. Oh, Will's done this and certainly back, but I'm curious about your perspective. Uh, we had a lot of pasta. Sure. Not a lot of pizza, surprisingly. Oh, interesting. We did have a really good pizza that was at the um, the beach club one day that was like lemon and ricotta and anchovies. Very nice. Um, my favorite was probably like two pastas I'm thinking of. One was we were on this wine tour and we went to this really small family run uh, vineyard and like the Nana like made us lunch and I had just like red garlic sauce on mine and Will had um, pesto on his pasta, Ooh. but it was like homemade, really oh. nice. And then um, 
when right before I lost my phone on the boat, we were at a restaurant called Conca del Sonio, and I had pasta alla Nerano, Ooh. which is just zucchini pasta. Oh, yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. that was really good. Will's uh, pasta alla Vangole, I'm probably butchering all this, sorry, Italy, which was like pasta with clams was also oh. great. Sounds fantastic. Never been, must go. Yeah. Um, that was my first time, and I hope it's not my last. There you go. So. Wine country, pasta, bread, meat, cheese, red Lots sauce. Lots of cured meat. Lots of cured meat. Yeah, that's that's every literally everything is up my alley. It's yeah. just it's it's to die for. So I look forward to going to Italy someday. I'm glad you had a good time, and I'm glad you're back to be on the Mailin Podcast, where we answer your questions. Maybe you can walk away with something useful, get a laugh in, etc. Please tell a friend about the pod. Send him some clips. Shouts to Adam who's cutting those up, uh, please subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast. Please hit up the new store, by the way, washmedia.shop. And we have a new YouTube where you can just watch only Mailin-related things. There will be full episodes. There will be segments. There will be shorts. Uh, if Sally and I ever do like a like a Q and A type of thing, or just random mail in content, it'll be there. That's youtubecom slash podcast. Sally, are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, Brett, and assorted guests. We are back with Sally, with the uh, with the constant Edwin Diaz, the closer for the New York Mets. Uh, walkouts to that sick Narcos song going around. It got me thinking. What would be your walk up songs for one batting? Two coming in as a relief pitcher and three coming in as a closer. Three distinct situations that all require different types of songs in my eyes. Keep up the great work. Let's ride. Sally, what are your walk-up songs? Okay. Are you familiar with Edwin Diaz and the trumpets thing, by the way? I am not. Okay. Plays a sick trumpet. like When the guy comes in, the fans go absolutely bonkers for Okay. It. Very cool. It's but much it's like Narcos? Uh, it's like a song from Narcos. I didn't watch the show, so... Oh, it must be like whatever the like theme song is. It's wild. It's absolutely okay. wild. The people go nuts. Mr. Met is playing trumpets with Mrs. Met. Yeah. Like, it's very cool. Um, I'm not going to pretend to have a cool answer here. Okay. Because okay. I feel like this is like a common question and there's no song that I'm like that embodies me. Except for when I was answering this, I'm like, I'm nothing if not narcissistic. So I think that my batting song would be Sally That Girl. Okay. By Gucci Crew. Ooh. Too. I don't know. Do I'm unfamiliar with it. It literally goes dun, 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 dun. Sally, that girl. And it just he they da, just da, 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 da. Yeah. That 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 girl. That 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 girl. Sally. That girl. That's that that's the whole song. Okay. I had never heard it before <laughs> until like two years ago I was on a mission trip and the surgeon mm. kept singing it to me. And so the last time that I walked into the OR they played it and everyone like danced. <laughs> so I was like, like this a, is my walk-up an, song. An OR walk-up song? That's yeah. sick. And now there's a couple other people like at work who sing it whenever I come in. Mm-hmm. So that. Love it. That was my batting song. Okay. Mine would be, uh, my walk-up song would be uh, the Billy Squires um, Stroke. Okay. It's like boom, tsh, boom, tsh, boom, tsh. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it like hits the guitar riff. Yeah. 
that would be my my walk up song. Okay. I, just, I would just get so amped. That song gives me amped. Like that's my my current like first tee. Okay. Start the music and I go tee yeah. off song and try to hit the ball at the drop type of thing. What is like the softest walk up song you can have? The softest. I'm gonna name one. Daniel like Daniel Powder. Bad day. I'm gonna. <laughs> Because you have I got, bad no, that's what they play every time a freaking pitcher leaves the mound. It's like, that's okay, true, we get that's it. True. Like, um, here is one that a guy that I was friends with in high school had as his walk-up song. That's cool that your high school had walk-up songs at home. Yeah, that's very I mean, we, sick. We went to state a couple times. No, we might have no won. I don't. I don't think I was there when it happened though. No big deal. Go uh, Georgetown. Okay, Huskies. Or what was your Eagles. high school? Eagles. Uh, <laughs> keep in mind this is like 2006 mm -hmm. like big emo's hitting hard right now okay oh boy. uh his walk-up song was such great heights by the postal oh Service. god that's a terrible walk-up song that's but just like so the, like the like the do, 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 like i can't do, do, even do, 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 yeah i can't even do, do, sing it right now not the really depressing version but the postal ver service version which is like pretty good but it's like Really? Like you were in such a teen state, like angst stage that you had to like do the postal service? That's like, that's like having the intro I to like, welcome to the black parade. It's a sign that the freckles beow, in our eyes are beow, mirror beow, images beow, and when we kiss they perfectly align. Please don't clip that. I'm not a good singer. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's terrible. That's really And I bad. remember him being like, this is so sick. Like this is so tight. Really bad. Um, my relief pitcher, closer one, mm -hmm. probably influenced by the meme I just made. Are we? Are, media. are there two separate ones? Yeah, are we, two separate okay. ones. Okay. Because like relief pitcher and closer, he says they're distinct situations. I get where he's coming from, but relief pitcher and closer, the two things that are pretty much the same. Um, but it involves a long like walk or sprint to the mound, and mine would be Motley Crue, uh, Kickstart My Heart, and okay. I would sprint in from the from the. Uh, from the bullpen. Okay. And, just like, -na 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 -na, and I'd just be like flying. And I'd want the camera to have to run after me. Okay. It would be cool if I like threw gas and struck a bunch of people out. You can't play that song and sprint to the mound and then get absolutely fucking shelled because then you're an embarrassment. But Okay. Um, <laughs> again, mine also narcissistic again. Okay. And mine is more like a somber tune. And oh, I, gosh. Think, I think my strategy here was the other team would be like, wait, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm going, don't look back in anger by oh, Oasis. Geez. Do you Great, know what song yes. I'm talking about? Don't look back in anger. I heard you say. But the and so Sally can wait. <laughs> you just have your name and all your songs. Yeah, obviously. I said I'm going the narcissistic route. <laughs> so I'm just going to pick songs that have my name in them. And it's going to play like really like blasting and like nasally and i'm just gonna i'm gonna not sprint i'm gonna just walk my happy ass very mm -hmm. slowly out there kind of to like get in their heads like yeah i'm coming in okay to close this I, I don't hate it i can see you doing like pitbull like go girl like boop, 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 boop. no no and you're just like intimidating yeah of. i'm gonna slowly gonna walk <laughs> okay okay and i'm just gonna from the bullpen just very slow just intimidating uh -huh. walk type of stuff okay to oasis to Oasis. Yeah. Not bad. Man, there's so many good walk-up songs and possibilities out there. 
Just do like run back like explosions in the sky from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, I uh, for a bad the same the same um, high school team. Someone had like one of the songs from Rec Room for a Dream. Yep, which like is really intense. Mm -hmm. And I also was like, I don't think that they've ever seen this movie before to like know what it's about. Like people like ODing on heroin. Yeah, pretty heavy. But you know. Whatever. Like that question. We'll have to we'll have to do a, a walk up song. Some this, maybe we'll do a walk up song playlist or something like that. But uh, after the game, after you hit bombs, or, or, or before the game, or before well, sure, not before if you're the playing, game. right? Not during the game, right? Because that would be crazy. Wade Bodge never did anything like that. But after the game, Wade Bodge famously liked to enjoy a couple cold beverages. If I was in his shoes, I'd be dripping Vizzy's after the game. Sally, Vizzy has been the vibe all summer. You know this. I've been grilling. I've been chilling by the pool, on the boat, on the golf course. Vizzy's been with me every step of the way. But now it's fall. Now it's tailgating season, baby. Now it's tailgate season, and nothing hits like like an 11 a.m. kick. Not ready for, for heavy beverages yet. Not ready to get... Get wild and you just want a little busy to warm up oh. or something you can coast on all day or something you can coast on all day sally is absolutely right and busy is there for you summer's phased out time for something fresh while you make the transition grab a case of busy hard seltzer with flavors for every vibe everybody knows i'm all in on the mimos busy mimosas hit different pineapple orange and peach orange specifically my goodness my Goodness, are they good. Vizzy Mimosa is the refreshing taste of real orange juice and is perfect for daytime sipping, like tailgates, etc. We all we know the OGs, strawberry kiwi, blue palmy, black cherry lime, pineapple mango, duh. All kinds of variety patches if you want them. And lemonades, always. Yeah. Always, always, always go hard. Stock up on Vizzy Hard Seltzer and show some love for the show. Here's how to get yours this fall. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. To find Vizzy near you, that's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. And to hear about the latest flavor drops and more, sign up at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. You must be 21 plus to enjoy. Celebrate responsibly, please. Molson Coors Beverage Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ready for the next one, Sally? Let's do it. Hello, mail-in crew. Potentially touchy question here. How do you cope with the engagement of a younger sibling? My younger brother and his girlfriend of six years recently got engaged, and they are 26 and 25. I am turning 30 soon, and a female, if that matters. I'm certainly happy for them. I want to say that I'm not jealous, but I'm not sure that's entirely true. Maybe I'm not jealous of them per se, but disappointed in my own situation. It is hard not to compare your path to others, although I know comparison is the thief of joy, but I don't think anyone expects their younger sibling to get married first. I had not had a serious relationship in a while, but during that time, I accomplished a lot of personal goals. I'm very proud of the things I've achieved and happy that I did them while still single. Earlier this year, I met the man I believe I will eventually marry, but obviously we're not there yet. He is two years older than me, and we both know this is something we want. How do I cope with the engagement and wedding next year while remaining patient that my time will come, hopefully, sooner than later, Sally? <laughs> Okay. Um, Comparison all, is the thief of joy. Yeah. 
Okay. A couple things here. One, not that this makes it any easier, but I think that this is a little bit better that it's your younger brother and not a younger sister. Interesting. Okay. Um, it's a lot because logistically speaking, her involvement in the wedding is probably not going to be as intense as it would be if it's your younger sister and you're the maid of honor. Sure. Sure. So, uh, not saying like, don't be upset about it, but just maybe be thankful that you don't have a younger sister who's five years younger than you yes, getting married. Exactly. Although you're probably still going to do stuff, but like, yeah. in terms of like being older, this to me, I'm like 30 is so young mm-hmm. that it's not like you're the old maid. I also, maybe this is me being jaded. Okay. Does 25 and 26 feel like it's way too young to be getting married? Oh, I am going to not comment. On okay, this. I I know that <laughs> that we have listeners who are like probably engaged right now. Sure, twenty five and twenty. I'm sure we have twenty six year old married listeners who are doing absolutely great. Uh, wasn't okay. for me. I'll put it that way. I, it's not for me. And I at twenty five. Mm-hmm. No, how old was I? Two thousand. Okay, I was 26 when I met Will. Two years ago, yeah. Yeah, two years ago. (laughs) And I knew I wanted to marry him then, Mm -hmm. but I also did accomplish a lot of stuff by myself before we got married, which I think is absolutely something to be proud of. All that being said, it's it's incredibly hard not to compare yourself to others, especially when it's somebody in your family. Um, I was... My younger sister got engaged before me. Correct me if I'm wrong. You've had this situation, right? This has happened to me, although... We got engaged fairly close together. Like, yeah, I, while she while she was still engaged, I think it was probably harder for my oldest sister, who is mm-hmm. not married. Got it. Um, but at the same time, like I look at my oldest sister now, and I'm like, you didn't. She was always very content in her relationship. She was going to law school, being a lawyer, starting mm-hmm. her own legal firm, like yeah. all of these things that she's done that are very fulfilling to her that I don't think that she ever, I'm sure that I actually, I know that there are times that when we were getting married, especially my other sister who got married a long time ago when she was like 21, mm-hmm. yep. uh, that it was difficult for my sister. And then I think the older you get, the less that that starts to matter. And what I'm trying to explain here is uh, Will and I were in Italy. We were on our quote honeymoon, even though it was two years late. And we were around all these other couples who were on their honeymoons. And like all of them were like 25 and 26. Yeah. And I remember being like, I can't, they just seem like children. And I, I'm not trying to like belittle anybody or like say how great I am. Cause I think that at 25 and 26, I was very ready to be married. And when I met Will at 26, I knew I was going to marry him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think with time growing up, you realize like, oh, I did, which she clearly does. I did have the time to accomplish the things that I wanted, whether I had a partner or not. Right. Totally. Um, it's It's annoying. I think the most annoying part is that probably people from her parents' generation are going to ask her shit like, when are you going to get married? That I think people in our generation have learned to stop asking people like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have a baby? When are you going to do this? Because our generation doesn't care as much about those things. Totally. And we also consider them a lot more private and also have realized that sometimes maybe 
asking somebody when they're going to get pregnant who's maybe trying to get pregnant or asking somebody when they're going to get married who might be going through a heartache is like not the most sensitive thing to do. Um, and I think our emotional intelligence might be a little bit higher than the generations before us. Yeah. But at the same time, that's you can't control what other people are going to say to you at a wedding. So your grandmother coming up to you and talking about your brother and why you're not married yet is like you can't control that. All you can control is your own reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so telling yourself like it's okay. I'm still in a great spot. I've done the things I want to do. I'm in a relationship yeah, that I'm happy like about. It sounds like you're in a fulfilling relationship too that there's no rush on either. So I think you're right to to kind of feel this. I think you're right to feel um, fulfilled in your current situation. I think it's okay to have a little bit of like uh, jealousy, I guess. Like I don't think that's terrible. There's it's nothing, nothing wrong right. with being jealous. Yeah, there's nothing Th- wrong with it. It's, if it consumes you, right. that's a problem. And if it, it, if it changes your decision making then it's a problem but Correct. to have just the feeling and no action upon it that's i i don't think that's a, that's a problem i think the friends that i've watched that have struggled the most and then have subsequently rushed into a relationship because of somebody else because of somebody else or societal pressure etc like those are the people that didn't take time to really think about how much other people were affecting them. And like, clearly she's already aware of it. Like she knows that she's kind of jealous of her brother, a little upset, but at the same time, like being self-aware enough to realize that is like your number one best thing, because now you're not going to go like, try to like get this dude to marry you. Clearly she knows that like, he's somebody I want to end up with, but we have a long way to go before that happens. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's totally acceptable to feel the way you feel. Mm-hmm. But also know that, again, with age comes all of these things where you're like, I can't believe that I cared about that. Yeah. Time heals all. Things tend to work themselves out, et cetera. But it's also okay if it's starting to like the pressure or the um, the comparison to mm-hmm. like say something to your mom or yeah. your grandmother or some or even your future sister-in-law and be like, hey, it's kind of a lot for me. So I would rather not be involved in this part of the planning process. Or like I don't sure. really especially your mom. Like I don't really feel the need to go help them pick out cakes. It's like feels like it's throwing it in my face a little bit. And mm-hmm. I I would personally not. It's okay to say no to stuff. Of like course. That. Of course. Um best of luck in the relationship that you're currently in. And yeah. um you know, if you can, try to enjoy the wedding and the, and the wedding prep a little bit, too. Yeah. One day it'll be you. Um, okay. Hey, gang. So I have a problem with Saturdays for the boys, famously, Sally. Are they? Yeah. I'm a graduate of Ole Miss, Garebs, and during my tenure there, I spent a year at Alabama, and my graduate school experience happened at Texas. So here's the thing. I'm a fan of all of them. Went to school and paid my own way through the whole thing. Subtle fletch there. No big deal. Nice job. Way to go. Uh, despite this, I'm constantly accused of being a bandwagon fan. Do I have to pick one team or am I allowed to cheer for all three? Also, caveat, my wife is a UT grad. Okay. Uh, no, you don't have to choose a team. Okay. 
I think that it's completely acceptable, especially if you went to all of these schools to be a fan of them. Sure. I think probably the biggest clash here is the Ole Miss Alabama thing. Well, you're, we're going three future SEC, SEC teams. West teams. Same division, too. Right. I think Texas will be West. I would assume so. But. Right. Um, okay. For example, I went to UT. I also went to TCU for um, graduate school. Go Horn Frogs. I think that's it. That's you. Uh, do I like TCU? Nah. Like, mm-hmm. I'll cheer for them against OU. There you go. But probably because I hate OU more. Exactly. Uh, but I, I'm not like actively cheering against TCU. But am I gonna? And if I went to a TCU game that wasn't playing Texas, would I wear some parable? Probably sure. Uh, I don't feel that strongly about it. But yeah. I think if I was married to somebody who went to the school where I went to grad school would be a lot easier. Definitely. I think, too, that's you're being accused of being a bandwagon fan, mostly out of you went to good schools. Yeah. And especially good sports schools. Yeah. Like Alabama, you know, obviously a perennial yeah. powerhouse program. Anybody who's ever a fan of them is going to be accused of like, oh, I bet you like the Yankees and the Lakers and the Cowboys, too. Yeah. Like, look at you go. But I, I, the people that get super worked up about this, are usually t-shirt fans. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of that. I also I, I do think maybe you have one team that you're like obnoxiously into, Correct. which is for me now Ole Miss. Okay. I still watch as many Texas games as I can because I've sort of fallen in love with Austin and the right. culture and the people and like that vibe too. So okay. I root I, I actively will root for Texas. But if Texas goes up against Ole Miss, it's Ole Miss. Right. But I'd still would love to have a Longhorn like a like a baseball jersey that I could yeah. wear to a tailgate, or a Longhorn polo that I wear golfing. Like I would absolutely rock that. And if somebody's like, "Oh, what's your Texas fandom?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I just kind of like rooting for him sometimes." But Ole Miss, I like pay for recruiting subscriptions. So here's my thing: I I think it's absolutely acceptable to cheer for any team that you freaking want. Who gives a shit? But especially schools that you attended. Mm-hmm. Um, then I also think the, my significant other went to the school, so I'm supporting them because they clearly care about it. Mm-hmm. So like similar thing, my brother is probably the biggest UT fan you can find. He is. Can His confirm. girlfriend went to Ole Miss. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He is also a big Ole Miss fan. There we go. Uh, if they ever play, he'll probably fake cheer for Ole Miss, but it's because he's trying to reverse jinx and like wants Texas to win. I see. He's that deep. He's like, uh, I have a couple friends that when we went to Italy, they came a day late because he went to Alabama and she went to Texas. Yeah. Both diehard fans. Mm-hmm. Kind of a win-win situation for them. Yeah. Uh, they both cheer for both teams. Then I have one of my other best friends went to UT. Her husband did not go to OU, but is a diehard OU fan. He mm-hmm. went to a small college because uh, he grew up in Oklahoma. And they are probably the best example of like, she'll go along, let the kids wear OU stuff. I don't think she'll ever cheer for OU. He will go to Texas games mm-hmm. and wear a nondescript polo. Oh, yeah. But they're, because it's such a big rivalry, they're kind of like. That, that's that's where you have to draw a line. We Like, I'm not going to, if I'm going, he's like, if I'm going to a Texas game and we're not playing OU, I'm not going to mm-hmm. like actively cheer against Texas and I want Texas to do well, but I'm not going to like. It's not going to ruin my day if they do poorly. Exactly. 
what I find, I think it's funny that people get upset about fandom and stuff, but I kind of get it at the same time because I was really protective over Texas while I was there. And so the people uh, that you were I, gatekeeping. I was gatekeeping. Uh, the people that like went to AM or TCU and then they were like, oh, I'm a huge Texas fan. I'm like, you didn't even go here. Yeah. I get that, especially when it's when it's close geographically. I th I think it's That's interesting tough. when they're big rivals and the person just totally gives up their alma mater for something mm -hmm. else. It's interesting. That like I I yeah. think I would have a hard time if Will had like gone to OU, just being like shunning Texas, being like I'm an OU fan now. Mm -hmm. Same thing with A and M. I'm like you went to like a school that literally hates UT's guts. Are you going to? Same thing as like Michigan, Michigan State or Michigan, Ohio State. Like you're not going to just. Right. I think maybe that's where we kind of get to here is like I'm all for being fans of multiple teams. Yeah. I'm a big Bills fan, but like I still have a soft spot for the Broncos and like the like the Rams too from way back when. But if I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm a Jets and Giants and Bills fan. I'd be yeah. like, what the fuck, dude? Like, no, yeah, no, you're not. No, and you're not. people who are getting that worked up about it, like might be losers. Sorry. That that's what I've that's when I yeah. was at UT and being like why why do I care that like this mm -hmm. person who went to TCU is trying to cheer for Texas who gives a shit good good for us that we have more fans allowed to be a fan of all three be but pick one to be obnoxious, be obnoxious about. about okay yeah Deal. unless it's Purdue then it's just like yeah and then don't give a shit about Purdue yeah yikes clearly hey y'all I have a uh, excuse me my office recently announced will be required to come in more often. Since I started here during the pandemic, I haven't really decorated my cube. What are your must-have items for your non-home office space, and do you have any decor ideas beyond the standard family-slash-vacay photos? Try to keep it fresh and not have my soul crushed by gray-slash-beige genericness. Yikes. And uh, the fact that there's no coffee maker in the break room. Oof, double yikes. Do you have an office, Sally? Uh, No. Yeah, you're kind of just have, like we have a home office that has our Peloton mm -hmm. and um all of the boxes from Amazon that I just throw in the front room until we have to confront them like three weeks. That's later. been talked about before on this podcast. Okay, well every person has one of those. Okay, I'm not the only person. I know. My, you should see like all the Hello Fresh boxes I get and they're big <laughs> and the, but they they you can't break them down because they have like the ice packs and the the uh, like the inside is insulated. And so I just, I pick them up at one time and drive them to the dumpster. Anyway, I, are people still, I feel like cubes and cubicles especially are, are well on the way out, if not already toast. I feel like the open floor plan is, yeah. is much more popular. So I'm surprised this person even has a cube to decorate. It's one thing to have a desk like we do. We have the bullpen mm -hmm. set up. I have a couple trinkets on there. I have like a Sabres thing. I have a, my dad's dolphins, like Dan Marino sculpture. Um, I'd put the Sabres pennant up if I had more wall space. But no, I think, you know, it's sort of cool now to be a little more minimalist and maybe have like a succulent on your desk. So there's something living there with you. It's yeah. sort of companionship, especially if you are truly walled in in a cubicle. But uh, But no, I think, you you know, Stick to the basics. A couple picture frames, maybe like a a funny calendar, if you so please. Yeah. <laughs> and a plant. Exactly. And a plant. Yeah. Gosh, One that's, that's hard to kill. 
Right. Very hard. Because if you're going to leave it on the weekends and stuff, you don't need to be like, and, or I'm like a fake plant. If you're bad at killing stuff like I am. I just, I can't imagine going back into work from the pandemic and my company's like cubed up still. I mean, maybe, I think that's maybe pretty common though. Is what it? if you need like privacy to like make calls and stuff? We just had like phone days. Like, like you have like a. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I'm not the person to ask because I have literally never worked in a office. True. I've never worked in a cubicle office. Everything's just always been like bullpenny kind of like yeah. a million desks. Looks like a cafeteria. More than I literally anything. don't even have like a like Gmail a space. account. <laughs> how, how do, what do you what do you use like my work email and then i can't even like say what my actual email address is i mean i'm not going to say what it is if i don't want people to have it but it's it's, it's not a gmail okay and people every time i have to like oh, save or something like you're a like, oh my person. god no it's an <sighs> apple one that like i just have never i need to change it because i need to change it to my new last name oh okay that's still my maiden name. Yeah, I think you don't don't overthink the uh, the old office decor question. You don't you don't want to like have too much shit in there. It's yeah, like the you same thing as like decorating a locker. You don't need like a full blown situation in there. Do you remember decorating lockers? Yeah, I remember in sixth grade being like, I'm gonna get like this bomb ass like locker organizer, blah blah, and then I like just yeah. literally threw my books in there and like walked away. Yep, it it started off real nice and you had the, the the thing that hangs down and you put the different books on different shelves and i just never went to my locker because we could have backpacks yeah so i just ca carried all my shit yeah and it didn't feel i like had a locker, locker in time. middle school i never had one in high school how long did you have between classes i have no idea i do not remember we were 10 minutes that seems about right yeah and sometimes if you got so our lunch was 40 uh -huh. and if you had lunch if you had flex lunch your 80-minute block was split right down the middle. But if you had the other side of it, you got the 10 minutes on the other side of lunch plus your 40 at lunch. So it was like you get a full-ass hour for lunch. It was awesome. Or you have true 40 minutes and it sucked. I don't remember anything about high school, to be Nothing. honest. It's like... It's just, it's been blocked off. It's been blocked away. <laughs> Compartmentalized. Yeah. Not that it was bad. I just like... I left and I was like, we're done. Go Eagles. Yeah. Eagle fight never dies. Never die. We didn't have a chant. We're, we're the blue streaks. Nothing special. What's up, y'all? One of my really good friends is getting married in December. And I'm not sure that I have a plus one. Okay. I recently met a girl. And while things are very early, I could definitely see it going somewhere. Question is, how much in advance... Do I ask my friend if I can have a plus one, or do I even get to ask that question? It's in the same town that I live in, so it's very convenient as far as travel goes. I'm not sure the etiquette here because it really uh, because I know it is his and his fiance's day. But it would be a little awkward if me and said girl were full on dating, and she couldn't come with me to the wedding in the same town that we both live in. Need some help? Thanks, guys. This is so common. So common. This is like the most common thing ever. Mm -hmm. I think I think it used to be um, like decades ago, everyone got a plus one. Yeah. Because that was like wedding etiquette and that has changed based on the size of weddings, mm -hmm. how many people get invited. 
personally, like you have to think about the person who's paying for the wedding. That's like a whole other $250 for someone they've never met. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's where you have to be so careful is because it's not just like a room thing. It becomes financial very quickly. Both. So I think it's, yeah, true. From what I, um, from most of my experience, like I've only gotten a plus one to my siblings' weddings mm-hmm. when I really my one sister when I wasn't dating somebody at the time, uh, and it was like you can bring somebody because I was a bridesmaid. But mm-hmm. like I've been in I've been a bridesmaid at weddings where I wasn't dating anybody and did not get a plus one. Yeah, totally. Uh, same. I've been same thing with groomsmen. Yeah, so I think it's very normal for the bride and groom to allow plus ones for like usually established at the time of engagement. Yeah. Or or someone they met during the engagement. Like say you've got this girlfriend and then y'all become really close yeah. and her get invited. But I wouldn't totally count on that. And I think it's I think that's very normal. Like I have we were at a wedding in obviously Italy. It's a different story here, but like people who've been dating people who didn't bring them because the bride and groom had never met them before. Yeah. And I've run into that a lot. Yeah. I, uh, you know, because I have a lot of friends from home. Right. Who've gotten married and pandemic and my dad being sick, we didn't get to, like, I couldn't bring Caroline up there a yeah. lot. So people just never met. Yeah. And I hadn't seen these people in a couple of years and I didn't get a plus one. And there's some that I, I did. It kind of is circumstantial. But if I didn't, I never asked for one. Right. For a plus one because I did, I knew the pressure they were under and I knew the stress that comes with it. And I know that there's always going to be another wedding type of thing. Does it say when the wedding is? Uh, December. December. Okay. Mm. It's it's too close. I think I if you were, I think if it was the next year sometime, you could like float the idea. Mm-hmm. What I think is a better option is you go to the wedding alone and then invite her to like after party stuff. I think that's a good, yeah. If it's in the same town you live in. Yeah. People are going to go out. People go out after the wedding, after the ceremony, after the reception, whatever bar you guys end up at, at 1130, hey, come through. Yeah. You know, and, and everybody will be like, oh my gosh, so nice to meet you and see right. you and, and it'll be totally fine. I think that's, that's the option. You probably even do that Friday if you want to. Literally, this is a great example of this. Okay. Dave and Alyssa got married. Probably four or five months, six months after Will started working at Grand X. Okay. And Will and I basically started dating when he started working at Grand X. Uh-huh. So Will didn't get the wedding nod until like a few months before. Sure. Yep. I think when invitations went out, but I was not included. I had only mm. met them like twice. And Alyssa later told me, she's like, I'm so sorry I never invited you to the wedding. And I was like, No. Like, first of all, you bear, Will barely made the cut. Like, obviously he did because they were so close. But, yeah. like, he met them post-engagement and got invited. Like, I'm not going to get invited. Are you kidding me? Like, I've mm-hmm. met you twice. Like, yeah, I think that's really, really common. I think it, it totally is common. I, I get, get the, I totally understand the other side of it, too. It's mm-hmm. like if you're dating and it's serious and even you, even if you haven't met in some cases, like, I get it. But I also think the etiquette here is to, to leave it, to leave it be. Yeah. Um. And in the same town, try to find a way to have fun afterwards or yeah, something like that. for but, sure. Um, totally get the kind of the awkward side of it and totally get the inclination to do so. Yeah. Um, but it's, I kind of fall under the let the 
bride and groom kind of set it up the, the way they wanted to yeah. without trying to ruffle any feathers. Right. Um, last question here, then we'll do some shower thoughts. If you guys, this is our travel segment. If you guys had to pick a bachelor party destination between, drumroll please, New Orleans and second drumroll please, Las Vegas. Which one are you picking, Sally? Bachelor party, Vegas up against New Orleans. Uh, okay, short answer is bachelor party, New Orleans, bachelorette party, Vegas. Interesting. Okay. Why is that? Because being a girl in Vegas is a lot easier oh, than yeah. being a guy. I'd argue, like, no offense, but, like, safer, too. I feel like New Orleans can get, like, creepy, you know, have yeah. this cocaine kind yeah. of vibe. Uh, yes. Not that Vegas doesn't. but like, No, I mean, Vegas, but Vegas in general, I think, is more accommodating towards bachelorettes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a lot of stuff you can do. There's a likelihood you can get in places for free without having to buy a bottle that you'll get invited to places by promoters. Yeah. Uh, you can take a blowjob class with my girl Heidi. She's great. Always fun for a bachelorette party. Randy's snickering over there to himself. I'm just trying to think of what, what the guy's name was in old school that did the blowjob class. That was uh, Carrot Top, right? Carrot Top. No, no was no, it no, Andy no. Garcia? Andy, um, oh, why can't I think of his last name? I know. I'm Andy. The guy. Randy, look it up. Randy. Who was the guy that gives blowjob classes in old school? His name is Andy something. Fuck. Now it's going to bug me. There's somebody like in their car screaming at us being like, are you kidding me? Uh, okay. Anyway, but then for guys, it's way worse. You have to like have a reservation everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. Doors aren't sure do. for you. No. You have and to it's buy a table It's everywhere. very expensive. Uh, one bottle of champagne is like $1,200. As KJ and myself found out at a club uh, at like 1 p.m. when it was very light out. Okay. The other thing is, too, that I think it's uh, – New Orleans is still fun for a bachelorette party, but for Vegas, like, it's it's just catered to, like, being a hot girl. Like, yeah, just it's, being it's on your thought be, shit. Like, just, yeah, like, right. going to a pool party, like, dressing up in a crazy outfit, blah, blah. You, like – Go to one place, then you go to a party somewhere else, blah, blah. In New Orleans, it's like you're walking around, you're experiencing the culture, you're you still can have a bachelorette party there. Yeah. I'm not saying it won't be fun. I think it'll be really fun. Mm -hmm. But I think a bachelor party is more like, especially unless you're part of a crew that just like wants to blow money mm -hmm. and possibly also do blow, which you should not. Uh New Orleans is a little bit more like you can bop around and go to bars and you can like walk into a place, have a drink there, walk out, go somewhere yeah. else, walk up and down bourbon, have great meals, do com um, whatever it's called. That they have a lunch. Oh, that's Nashville, I guess. Tons of strip clubs. Not that there aren't strip clubs in Vegas, but like a little more approachable strip clubs than like Spearmint Rhino in mm -hmm. Vegas. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think. I've only done a bachelor party in Vegas. I've I've been in New Orleans for a weekend and I had a blast. So I could see the like the 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 short answer here for me is that you can't really go wrong. Vegas has its advantages. It's you know, it's Vegas. There's more I think you can gamble in New Orleans too. Can't you can. You? Andy Dick is his name. Andy Dick, that's right. Good good pull. Um sorry. 
But I think I like I probably give this is gonna sound crazy. I think I give the food to New Orleans. Like if you're going to have like Galatois, I know these guys did on Micah's bachelor party. Well, you can go to like more more variety authentic places in New Orleans. Every place in Vegas you're gonna like need a reservation for very true. It's gonna be super expensive. And like no offense to guys, girls are better at that. They just are. Like yeah, if you don't have so much easier to have a like a girl who's in control who like has one friend named in her phone named Eric Las Vegas that she texts and is mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm coming in with a crew of eight. Like, what can you get us for free? Yep. You have at least like, you got to have an Eric Las Vegas. You got to have uh like, who's your Napa guy, your, your driver. Tiba. Tiba. Yep. So you like, I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback off that. You had to pick a bachelor party between New Orleans and Vegas. Go with the character of the best man. If he's, or whoever's setting things yeah. up, if he is, not uh attentive or organized and he's kind of there for a party new orleans yeah if he can be it if you if you trust him with finances and, and, and you reservations want to spend two thousand dollars a night and excel spreadsheets go vegas i literally just looked <laughs> looked up vegas on my phone i've got eric vegas jake vegas reed vegas vegas ricky <laughs> vegas ricky sounds like a great time all like dudes that i'm sure i've texted at one point being yeah. like can you get us into Hakkasan? What kind of what kind of area codes are we working with there? Uh, what is the Vegas area code? I think they're all from Vegas. Five one six. Oh, that's that's a five one six is is two one zero Long Island. Five one five. So all from different places. Seven zero two would be Vegas. N- none of them are from Vegas. Oh man, from- just meeting random randos at the pool. Yeah, I if you're a girl and you're going to Vegas and you don't have a connection, all you do is post an Instagram the second you get there, tag somewhere in Vegas, put Vegas in the caption, and people will just be in your be comments in being like, hey, this is Eric Vegas. Uh, Want to get you girls in a marquee day club tomorrow? Boom. You're like, cool. Simple as that. DM me. That life hack from Sally. If you're a guy, get me into, just win, win like, a bunch of money at Blackjack. And then they'll, or they'll just really like walk slowly past the entrance of any restaurant. That has stopped working for me. <laughs> uh, when when Lily had her bachelorette party in Vegas, I was like old and tired. I think it was, I was thirty. I know. I, at one point, I was like, I've lost it. It's like, sad. There's it's... no there's no Chinese billionaire stopping me and telling me to come to their table. And you used to just literally yeah. be able to like walk slowly through the MGM lobby and like someone would be like, Do y'all have a plan tonight? You're like, No, take me where I need yeah. to go. You said you said give me you... free shit. You spent time at the pool on that bachelorette party, just like actually talking with the girls, and you had to pay. No, for drinks we went to a freaking and... marshmallow concert, and I didn't know who he was. So. Oh gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! God bless. Oh, I'd, I'd love to go back to both Vegas and New Orleans. Ve- the Vegas vibes that I have now, and maybe like this is totally aging me because I'm 33 and have a child, is like I want to go to Vegas, gamble. Mm-hmm. Have like a fun ass dinner at STK, and then or Carbone, and then go home and go to sleep. I don't hate at it at like nine thirty. I don't hate it. I love and get a massage. One of my morning. favorite things about Vegas was the uh, like you go out, you do all your whole thing, you, and you can come back and like the tables are still going. You yeah. spend a couple twenty five like twenty five dollar hands of blackjack before you go to go upstairs and go to bed was like oh it's just perfect. It was like Being watching a girl Sports Center. At the is end. so much easier because like. 
it is like so easy to like be with a group of girls and just look instantly hotter. You know what I'm saying? The, this theory is true. Well, that's a true theory, but I'm saying like if you're walking around Vegas with like eight girls, same thing in New Orleans, like people are going to stop and talk to you. Yes. Eight dudes, people are just like, fuck, they're going to cause right. issues. Right. They're like, oh, look at the boys doing mm-hmm. their like they're doing their thing. If if you're Randy's crew at the Flamingo with matching polo shirts, my goodness. Were you wearing that exact polo? Backer 20 for 20% off your first purchase. Nice. Rowback plug, Randy. Oh, man. I might, I want to do Vegas for, uh, I think your, your family's done this for March Madness. That like Thursday. It is a big, it's yeah. a big uh, weekend for us. It's, also, it's becoming a big weekend for Vegas. So like the secret's out and hotel oh, rooms, I'm sure. the secret has been out for years. Yeah. And I'm sure hotel, like prohibitive to stay that weekend. It's very, it's, it's honestly difficult to go now at all. Yeah, goodness. regardless of your age or gender. If you do, though, Cosmo, Aria, Caesars, the wind, Bellagio, win. Can't go wrong. Group rates, too. Ask about group rates. Anyway, Sal, do you have any shout out thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, um, this is not so much as a, well, this is always a shower thought I have. And then I spoke to our friend in the UK about it. But don't you think it's wild that like every other country besides the United States uses WhatsApp as a messaging service? Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm curious about this. So this is stemming from your European vacation. Yeah. So I I knew this before because our friends who lived in London uh would always use WhatsApp like with everyone, not even just like across the pond. Cause I always thought that we were like using WhatsApp because it was before iMessage was really good, and yeah. then and you could te- text via the internet even with people who don't have iPhones. Correct. Yeah, it was very good for international maneuver. So my friend Matt explained this to me because I asked him that. I was like, "So what is keeping WhatsApp from catching on in the United States?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "The United States, for the most part, has free uh, text messaging. Yep. Most phone plans will have free text messaging now." And Apple was smart enough to make the iMessage interface so seamless with their own users, but then shitty with other users. So now there's like, they own 50 something percent of the market. I think it's 51% now. Okay. So, you know, when you're in a text and someone has a droid and then they like fuck everything up and you really bad emote to it or whatever it is. Uh, He's like, but that in the, in the UK and other countries, they don't, they still charge per text. No so, shit. I mean, if you're not over Wi-Fi, So, and because uh, yeah. droids are bigger over there and Apple is not, mm-hmm. like if you're texting someone, you're getting charged every time you do it. Got it. Um, and it's just like a better interface yeah. than iMessage. Although I refuse to think that. I love iMessage. I know, it's too good. But it's because point, we've yeah. been like. We're conditioned. Exactly. Yes. But like, most of the world uses WhatsApp. A lot. I think it's like the number three app on the on the App Store, right? Something like that. Right. It's it's, it's your text interface. Right. Do you For, text by numbers with WhatsApp, or is it like you have a, a screen name? I think you ha- by someone's phone number. Okay. I guess you could probably have a screen name too. I don't. But I have WhatsApp to like communicate with people in other countries, but I don't use it as like my main. Got it. Yeah. It's it's a it's a country thing. Right, it's it's to basically to text internationally without paying for it because it's via Wi-Fi. Right, but everyone in the UK uses their main service. Gotcha. Yep, they don't even use messages. Crazy to me, absolutely crazy. But didn't know they charged for texting. 
Not on Wi-Fi. They probably don't anymore, but he was like, that's why it took oh, but over so quickly. but they're quickly. conditioned to, basically. Right. Okay. That's why it Very interesting. exploded there. Is there some sort of encryption behind it, too? Is that is that also part of this? Yes, I think so. Okay. But I'm the like, issue is, too, that if if it's owned by Meta, so if Facebook or Instagram goes down, usually WhatsApp is also down. Yep. That makes so sense. So think about how annoying that is. Very. Like if you can't Very. text anybody. Especially when you drop your phone in the ocean. Yeah. Tough. I have one shower thought quickly before okay. we get here. Um, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter.com. I ranked my favorite bread. Okay. I want to see if you have any qualms. Ready? Yeah. Number one, sourdough. Okay. Two, croissant. Croissant. Three, is a tie between focaccia and French baguette. Number five, Dave's Killer 21 grain. Number six, brioche. Number seven, naan. Also receiving votes in the poll. Hawaiian, pita, bagels, and bao buns. So are there any like breads that people are really up in arms about that you've left out? Um, tortilla, popular, like what? No tortilla? No rye bread, grow up, Jackie said. Dylan said naan, more like nah, player. Dav said, what about pretzel? Agreed, that's an oversight. Didn't think pretzel and bread the same. But I don't even put like pretzels and tortillas in there though. Pretzel bun though. No, I know, Phenomenal. but I'm just like that's not part of my like. Will said. Uh, uh, Will said Brett, 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 which is the second time he's responded to one of my rankings with that. What exact about like a statement. like a ciabatta? It just doesn't crack the top for me. Yeah. Have we'll have it. We'll enjoy it, but it's it's not it's not it's not top. Is liking sourdough a hot take? I think so. I th- I just think sourdough doesn't need enough credit. Brett, that's so false. Sourdough gets the most credit. Are you kidding me? It's, I feel like whole wheat and like that kind of stuff, and the Italians and the French and the brioche. Like you never, you never see sourdough getting the full. Get, you know, they're always the redheaded stepchild. They're always I don't like. Think you're right though. Sourdough is like an also ran to like everybody getting the big this, the big that, the Hawaiian buns. No, I think sourdough's always been a staple. And then during the pandemic, when people thought that they could make sourdough bread, it became like a whole movement. Sourdough bread and, and banana bread were popular pandemic items. Yeah. Like, and it's, I think once you know how to do it, it's, it becomes second nature. But I think it's really hard to like have a good starter and to do it correctly. It's fair. Is bread it, in general, I think, is pretty difficult. That's why Bread Week is always so hard on the Great British Baking Show. It's true. I, I may be conflating things here. Is it true that every loaf of bread that's ever been made is like related because the starter comes from like the same yeast variant created like a thousand years ago? Not every loaf of bread that's ever been made may be sourdough, but I think that okay. that's probably not true. I like, I guess, if in the same vein of like, could technically every human come from one human? Like, could so, we all trace so, ourselves back to Adam? But there's like, a, there's interesting genetic stuff on that because it like somewhere along the line, it's yes because somebody happened to not die, and like so there's like a a common mom and a common dad at different at different years back it's it's crazy stuff i I love looking into that right but i'm saying like it, that's no but but in theory yes like everything is is somehow you know tied that's, back that's like saying that's like saying that like we all come from one bacteria which is like i guess technically true if you believe in the big bang theory but like are we all gonna 
trace back every origin of any carbon object to one molecule like okay yeah some potentially there's also the theory that's like when life first emerged on earth however many billion years ago four billion years the big bang theory sure but this is sort of that's that's sort of like how the universe came to be then there's like the life thing the Uh abiogenesis theory evolution the big the very yes i don't I never mind. There's, uh, there's a lot. To, there's a lot. We could do a whole podcast on that. Uh, what I should have done is my shower thought, and I'll save for next week so you yeah. can answer. Yeah. Or the next week we're on together, which yes. we will not be next week. Uh, we might have done this before, but it it is going to take some thought. Um, our my favorite question at the wedding we were at, we kept mm. like asking everyone this when we were like mini bottles of wine deep. Is if you, and I know that y'all have probably answered this on circling back before. Yeah. You get all the answers to one conspiracy theory. Mm. Which one it is, is it, and why? All the answers to a specific... Like you get like all of the, like every part of this answered. Okay. What if the answer is like, it's it's not real? Like it, Then that then that's that, the that answer. counts. Okay. That's it. So that's, if you say like Bigfoot... You're done. You, you wasted you used... it on like, is Justin Trudeau Fidel Castro's son? Got it. Okay, which was okay. one of the ones that was floated. <laughs> There's a good one. I the the probably the I think chalk my, answer. My drunk friend was like, "What about the Denver airport?" I'm like, "We're not doing Denver airport." Okay, no. that's just a Wikipedia page. That's a yeah. That's not a conspiracy theory. I'm talking like. I guess chalk answer is you like aliens, UFOs. Like, is there an extraterrestrial? Yeah, just think intelligence? about it. I will. I will. By the way, then one of my friends is like, "What about John Benet Ramsey?" And everyone's like, "We already solved that one. That one's done." We know it so was a Ramsby is not Katy Perry. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I do like that conspiracy theory, but I am pretty sure that we know it's her brother. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's like fully been proven, but it's like mostly proven. So like, don't waste it Close on that enough. one. Okay. You know? I'll think about how to use my conspiracy card and get back to you. Yeah. But the reason I will be out next week is because I'm doing a road trip. I will mm-hmm. be road tripping after my mom and dad's uh, joint celebrations of life in Rochester and Saratoga the next couple of days. Monday, I will be in Iowa City. Tuesday, I will be in Salt Lake City. Wednesday, San Francisco. Thursday, LA. Friday and Saturday, San Diego. And back to Austin on Sunday night. So I will be road tripping. I will be writing about it from washmedia.com. You can find blogs and columns and such there. Probably do a little pit stop blog each night if I can. So that's where I'll be. Cool. Road tripping. Little eat, pray, love, find myself. Listen to podcasts during. I would love to. I'm gonna listen to pods. I'm gonna listen to music. I have so much time in the car. Tape. I could. I could. I could do a book on tape. I could recommend some romance novels for you. I don't want to do like romance erotica in the car. I don't think you don't feel like smut in the car. I don't think I'm gonna be a smut in the car guy. (laughs) Just a very small, cramped Mazda CX-5. It's not a lot of room. Anyway. Randy, thank you. Adam, thank you for cutting this one up. Sally, thank you. Where can the people find you before we head out? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman, at Schmerriman on both of those platforms. I will not see you guys next week, but Sally will with a surprise guest. By the way, you can hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. It's 888-362-6245. Or again, running the link, Twitter bio, at Podcast. Catch y'all 